0: The Jets have hit rock bottom after an embarrassing loss to the Dolphins, handing them their first win of the year. How hot is Adam Gase's seat right now? New York Post columnist Steve Serby joins me from Miami. We also chat with former Jets receiver and Super Bowl champion Keyshawn Johnson. All that and more next on Gangs All Here with the New York Post.
1: You play
2: to win the game.
0: Welcome to Gangs All Here, a New York Jets podcast with the New York Post. I'm your host and Jets beat writer, Brian Costello. Come join us for new episodes Mondays and Thursdays. I'll take you inside the locker room and bring on my post colleagues. Today, it's my pal Steve Serby with me in South Florida. We'll also be joined every week by current and former Jets players and other special guests. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So let's get the show on the road. All right, another brutal loss by the Jets, twenty-six to eighteen to the winless Dolphins. Well, winless before today, and now, now they got their win. Uh, just a, a really staggering loss. One of the worst losses ever for the Jets. You, you have to think they, they've lost to winless teams before in the past, but this one was brutal. The locker room after the game was um, really quiet. It was, it, you know, it wasn't an angry locker room. There wasn't a lot of emotion. I think these guys are just kind of numb right now as to what's going on, and they were sort of in disbelief that they lost to this terrible, terrible Dolphins team. You know, obviously Adam Gase is the headline here. His future with the Jets uh, right right now it's not looking good. You know, I don't think he's in any danger of getting fired right now, but if this continues at the end of the season, he's definitely in danger. Um, And I hadn't thought that until now, but but the way this is going, uh, it feels like we're we're heading toward that unless he can get it turned around here in the last eight games. Um, You know, Gase said he wasn't embarrassed after the game. You know, to me, that's just him putting a a brave face on here. He's embarrassed. He he lost to his former team. He wanted this win as bad as any this season. He wanted to come down to Miami and win a game, show Steven Ross, the owner of the the Dolphins who fired him, you know, that that he was wrong and he didn't do it. Um, You know, Jamal Adams, who was very upset last week after the loss in Jacksonville, and obviously upset during the week about – the trade rumors, he was you know, emotionless almost when he talked tonight. He was giving a lot of cliches and a lot of canned answers. I think he was being very careful with his words. Uh, he said he didn't want to make any more headlines than he made this week, so so he sort of did that. Sam Darnold was quiet. I just don't think they know what the answers are right now, and they, they don't even know what to say. Uh, Le'Veon Bell left the locker room without talking for the second straight week, so that's telling. He's still frustrated even though he got the ball quite a bit in this game compared to Jacksonville, but nothing worked. Uh, You know, this, this is rock bottom. Uh, you can't, I, I know they can keep losing, but what loss is going to be worse than this? You know, the dolphins came in, they were giving up 34 points a game and the Jets got 18 points against them. 16 on offense. Uh, The dolphins were terrible on offense, terrible on defense. The stats were staggering. And the Jets went out and went worse than them. So I don't know how the, how it can get any worse. And, you know, they, they got the Giants coming up next week. I understand that's going to be another big game for Jets fans who, who have to deal with Giants fans every day at work and at school and things like that. But to me, this, this is as low as it can go. Um, and Sam Donald had another brutal interception. So you got to be worried about your quarterback right now too. Uh, you know, Sam Sam's thrown – Nine interceptions this season, eight in the last three weeks. So uh, it's not very good situation right now, but that's enough from me. I'm going to bring in my colleague now, longtime New York Post columnist Steve Serby, to break down the game a little more. All right, Steve, another brutal Jets loss, 28-16, or 26-18, sorry, uh, to the Dolphins, the winless Dolphins. You've seen a lot of bad lo- Jets losses in your days covering this
1: team. How, how does this one stack up? Well, um, I was at the mud bowl. Of course, that one was 60 minutes from the Super Bowl. That was a little more, a lot more at stake than there was here, but there's plenty at stake now for Adam Gase, who, who will now is coaching officially a coach coaching for his job. And um, if his team fractures on him, I think it'll be one undone. What do you think, Brian?
0: Yeah. You know, there's eight games left. I I think everyone has to remember that because it feels like, Everyone wants to, they're one game seasons, but there's eight games left. And I think Christopher Johnson now is going to be looking at that. Does the locker room fracture, does Sam Darrell make some progress? Cause right now he's regressing and just, you know, can they exit this season somehow feeling good about 2020 with Adam
1: Gase? Well, Hey, you know, with all due respect, I, I have to give Costello credit. Well, you picked a Dolphins win. <laughs> now, wh- did. how did that happen? Why would you pick, a team that is tanking to beat the New York Jets. Two words, Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: I've seen him do it so many times and I had a feeling he would come out and give the Jets problems. uh, And he did, he picked the Jets apart. And I think, you know, we're all killing Adam Gase and I get it. I get that he's the guy, but Greg Williams had a pretty bad day too. I don't think that can be overlooked that this defense did did not do well against Fitzpatrick. Um, You know, what, Do you do do anything with Gase right now, sir? No. Because there's a lot of people right now that want him fired tomorrow. Yeah,
1: of course. That's the way it works. Jet fans have every right to be humiliated, embarrassed, certainly more embarrassed than Adam Gase seemed to be after the game. But, uh, look, like you said, if he gets Sam Darnold back away from this regression, that's going to count for a lot. And don't forget – the Johnsons don't want to be paying three head coaches. That's yeah. another factor. They still owe uh, Todd Ga- uh, Todd Bowles money. <laughs> Todd Gase. They're all blending together. <laughs> yeah. Adam Bowles. Um, <laughs> and if they hire a new coach at the end of the season, they'll have to pay him. And don't forget, Adam Gase basically hired Joe Douglas. Yeah. So I, they're going to give him every last chance to turn this thing around. But it's it's quite obvious that he is not – Sean McVay, and they were hoping that he would be Sean McVay. Are you worried about Sam Darnold right now? Yeah, I am. I think he's got the the intangibles. I think he's got the mental toughness. I think he'll be okay, but obviously he's going through a funk, and this is what happens with young quarterbacks. We're seeing it with Daniel Jones with the Giants. Yeah. It's not surprising, but Sam is even keeled. He's the same guy, win or lose after big wins or big losses, he's got all the tools. You know, he also needs an offensive line and a number one receiver, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's what Joe Douglas has in front of him this offseason. He's got to fix this offensive line, and that's why I think the possibility of Jamal Adams getting traded is real this oh, offseason. I would
1: definitely trade him, absolutely. Because that you get a first-round
0: pick. You know, they, then it's sort of like 2006 when Mike Tannenbaum traded John Abraham. Yeah, got the second first-round pick, and they drafted Nick and Brick and fixed that. You know, right. helped fix the line. Started to fix the offensive line. Well, the Cowboys
1: offer the Cowboys. I mean, the Douglas wanted Zach Martin or right. Tyron Smith, yeah. so it's obvious the offensive line. Him being a, a former offensive lineman. They're gonna, he's going to go all in on the offensive line, and he has to yeah. to protect the investment in Darnold.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Jets are getting killed right now on both lines because the offensive line is getting pushed back. The defensive line is not getting enough pressure on quarterbacks. They've got to find an edge rusher too, which right now they have the number three pick. If it ended today, they'd be the number three picks. Oh, yeah. so second Chase, year in a row. But maybe they get Chase Young from Ohio State, the pass rusher. Oh,
1: well, that's somebody they certainly <laughs> need. And, then, and they can also use a young Darrell Revis for the secondary. Right. I mean, you could have played better corner than Darrell Roberts uh, <laughs> today. And, um, look, elite pass rusher, cornerback. They have no linebackers. James Burgess trying to cover Gaseki today was a joke. And uh, like we said, but it starts with the offensive line and – it may very well start with the head coach.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting offseason, but we still have eight weeks to go before that. And lucky you, you'll be watching every day of it. Oh, <laughs> well, you'll be with me a lot of them. The Giants are no great shakes either, so you won't be over there. But looking ahead next week, Jets, Giants, and you mentioned Daniel Jones. I'm curious right now if you had to pick one tomorrow, Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones. Well,
1: you're asking me after, <laughs> after a game when Daniel Jones threw four touchdown passes and Sam Darnold has thrown eight interceptions in his last three games i i'm gonna reserve that <laughs> I, I look anybody giant fans today are, sh- are shouting from the rooftops we got the better quarterback jet jet fans after the cowboys game were, ch- were shouting we've got the better quarterback they're both good young franchise quarterbacks who are going to have plenty of ups and downs and they're both keepers in my book so does that answer your question? No. No, that's, no. That's he, he, that was a very expert dodge of a question
0: yeah. from, from you there. Yeah. Nice try, Brian. <laughs> what um, What did you think of of the Jamal Adams stuff this week with the trade deadline and him being mad at the Jets and not talking to Joe Douglas and not talking to Adam Gase and yeah. being all upset about, oh, very,
1: uh, about it? Very, very childish. I understand his feelings were hurt. But I think he's getting bad advice from his agent or from Ryan Clark or from somebody Joe Douglas was doing his job. He's doing his due diligence. A team calls him. He was not shopping Jamal Adams. He had every right to listen. And if the Cowboys were going to offer one of those stud offensive linemen, I would have done the deal. A safety does not impact the game the way that an offensive lineman does. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I see safety to me is
0: a luxury. And right now the Jets can't afford luxuries. They don't have a left tackle. They don't have the number one cornerback. They don't have the edge rusher. There's other issues on the line. They don't have an important wide receiver. There's a lot of things they need. A safety is a nice piece. If you have those others already. Hey, what, by
1: the way, where was Le'Veon today after the game?
0: <laughs> yes, Le'Veon Bell disappeared. There, there's a guy I yeah. wrote
1: earlier in the week. What a what a man he was. How mature he was. Second week in a row, he yeah. disappeared. Yeah, and
0: you know, last week he said, "Oh, I was frustrated. I didn't want to say anything." uh, you know, that I would regret. And that was kind of like, okay, we'll give you a pass. Yeah. Right. yeah but two but, in a row. No, he's got to stand there and face the music. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was disappointing today that he did that. Um, you know, but, I, yeah, I mean, look,
1: like I said, Gase, Gase is now coaching for his job. Yeah. And as much as they want to keep him, if this continues the mob mentality will only increase. He has lost yeah. his fan base already. Yeah. That's not easy to do in eight games.
0: Yeah. I mean, people were ready to fire him this season, you know, after Philadelphia. But yeah. I, I, I kind of said, take hold on. He didn't have a quarterback. Darnell was out. Give it a little time. They were playing a tough schedule, but now yeah. but you
1: can't argue anything about this loss to Miami. Well what yeah, what's so troubling is he has not been able to uh coach above the X's and O's to steady the ship. Yeah. He is not shown to be right now the offensive guru. He was portrayed to be and you've got to question his play calling you got to question his leadership yeah so let's see what happens I know Jet fans want him on the next bus out of town (laughs) but that's not going to happen I'd say I'll tell you what he better not lose 24 to 16 to the Giants we better not lose to the Giants period at this point
0: yeah yeah I mean to me this is rock bottom the Dolphins even if they lose to the Giants, unless they get destroyed by the Giants I mean this, I don't see how much how it can get much worse. The Dolphins are trying to lose. Like well, They've they got rid of every good player they had. They had players out there today. I didn't know who they were. Well, you Sam,
1: know, Darnold may be a little bit lucky. The Giants don't have Lawrence Taylor or. Well, uh, they do the Dolphins. <laughs> That's a good point, too.
0: <laughs> Actually, that wasn't no,
1: Jason Taylor out there today. That, no, I think that was Jason Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I think he, want, he snuck in there, but. Uh, you know, look at the look at the AFC East losses the Jets have had this year. Sixteen <laughs> nothing lead opening day, and yeah. uh, and they blew that one to Buffalo. They choked that one away. Thirty three zip to uh, the Patriots, and uh, and then today, and yeah. I, I wrote in in my column in Monday's post that all of a sudden now Adam G- Gase is the one seeing ghosts. <laughs> I almost say I almost said Adam Ghost. Uh, Adam Gase might be a ghost soon. Yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> might be the 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 ghost of Jets past here. But, you know, he, he might be gone. Good
1: point. Yeah, good point. But uh, I, I agree with you. Let's let's just see how this thing plays out. But like, he's coaching for his first job. There's no question about it now.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't think so until today. You yeah. know, I, I thought he was okay until until now. And and now I think you're right. I think Christopher Johnson is going to be looking for something here in these last eight weeks. By the
1: way, you do a tremendous job of hosting. I have to <laughs> I have to say that.
0: You do a tremendous job of guesting. You're a great guest. Follow Serby on Twitter, at NYPost, space Serby. Underscore. Underscore Serby there. Why'd you go with the underscore? Why'd you decide that?
1: I I don't remember. Okay. I have no idea. Uh,
0: Why no Twitter profile picture?
1: That is my photo.
0: Oh, it is? Yeah, that is. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Check out Steve's columns in the paper and on nypost.com. He's got a good one on the Jets tomorrow, Monday's paper, and I'm sure he'll be at, You're going to the Giants game on Monday night, so I'll have some Giants coverage for you Tuesday and more Jets stuff coming later this week. Thanks for joining us, Serb.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. Good job. Keep up the good work. Sorry you got to watch this team the rest of the year. <laughs> All right.
0: Now I want to welcome in our special guest this week, Keyshawn Johnson, the number one pick in 1996. Jets fans remember him. Will's years with the Jets from '96 to '99. Uh, you get out here on ESPN seven ten Los Angeles from six to ten every morning, Keyshawn. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing you're recovering after watching that Jets Dolphins game. Uh, you know, I, I guess starting off, you know, what are your thoughts on what this team does with Adam Gase?
2: You know, it, it, the interesting thing is that you know I'm never I'm not a coach killer. I, I respect what they do as far far as the job goes, but. I understand injuries play a part. I understand all those sort of things, but I just don't get the Adam Gates situation. He's a nice guy. I met him in training camp out in L.A., I mean out in New York, and I felt like he was cool, but at the end of the day, I don't think he's a guy for the job. I think that they overreached whoever made the decision to hire Adam Gates, whether it was McCagnin at the time or or Mr. Johnson at the time. I think that they dropped the ball on that one. There was a lot of – there's more people out there in the coaching world. There's better options. And I think good coaching to me. Now, you could say whatever you want to say, but I could tell you one thing is I know football. That's what I do know. I may, not, I may not know how to count. I may not know how to spell. I may not know how to read. But one thing that I do know <laughs> is I know football. And if they're looking for a guy to take Sam Darnold to the next level, then it's not Adam Gates. Period. I'm just being honest with you. He's a nice dude and everything. I, You know, he's cool. But what credentials did he really have? You know, you, you you always scratch your head on these guys. Oh, Peyton Manning says he's the guy. That doesn't – oh, and? Okay. You, you, y'all act like Peyton Manning is God gifts to football. That doesn't mean anything because Peyton Manning signs off on him. It's ridiculous. Peyton Manning's a good football player. He's a Hall of Famer. And there's no question about it. I wish I could have played with him. But you can't hire a guy based on Peyton Manning signing off. I said, That's crazy to me. Makes no sense. He hasn't shown me anything in his years in Miami, in the one year in New York that he's qualified to be the head coach makes no sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. But whatever.
0: If Christopher, if Christopher or Woody Johnson called you tomorrow and said, you know, okay, we're going to make a change at coach. What what would you look for in a coach? What how would you tell them to go about looking for a coach? Because a lot of times these guys are coordinators, and then they get you know they have they have a good year
2: on offense, and then they get they get or defense. Doesn't mean anything because you're a coordinator. That whole coordinator—let me tell you something, man. That whole coordinator stuff is a bunch of nothing. Bill Parcells was one of the—it's one of the better coaches that's ever coached before. Okay, he was a coordinator for like a minute. Doesn't mean anything. Johnny—not uh, Johnny Lynn. Johnny Lynn is a DB coach that coached for the Giants back in the day. But Coach Lynn, Anthony Lynn, Coach. Anthony Lynn was a coordinator for five games in Buffalo. Yeah, yep, you're right. He's a good football coach. They just beat the Green Bay Packers. So when you start to look at this sort of stuff, doesn't Mike Tomlin was a defensive coordinator for a year? Pretty good coach, right? Right, pretty good yep. coach. He has Buff. He has Baltimore sweating right now in the division doesn't mean anything. The problem is it's a good old boy network. And when you have a good old boy network, you hire the wrong people based on what other people tell you. Oh, this guy, you know, we should ha- No, no, no. Trust your eyes. Know what you see. Know what you see. Trust your eyes. Know what you see. You know, and you you go back to you go back to Bill Belichick. Coach Belichick's great. Baltimore Ravens would love to have him right now. They would love to have him for the last 10 years. But they made a decision to get rid of him when he was in Cleveland because they didn't trust their eyes. They got they got antsy. The late Art Mordell got antsy and had to get rid of him. But Robert Kraft has benefited off of all of that. Woody Johnson made a decision you know, to, to hire Rex Ryan, which was a good defensive coordinator. There's no question about it. But was Rex really going to take you to the next level? Was he, was he going to hire the right offensive staff? I've always pointed to Tony Dungey. I love Rex. Rex is my guy. But what I would tell Rex, next time you get a job as a head coach, which I think he deserves, make sure you hire an offensive coordinator and stay out of the way. Don't even talk to him. Leave him alone. Let him do that, and you do what you do because he was a good coordinator.
0: I wanted to get into to 1996 a little bit, Keyshawn, because it feels like the, the Jets are having a similar season to what you guys had in 96, your rookie year. Um, how difficult is that to go through as a player? How do you guys, how do you, you, know, keep going? How do you not give up? What, what are the feelings you have when you're going through a season like the Jets are right now and like you did back in your rookie year?
2: You just keep plugging away, man, to be honest with you. You really – what you want to do is you want to just stay motivated and you want to just try and play. In 1996, we didn't respect the coach as a team. Richie Koteich, we didn't respect him. Um, there was so much like – like it just, it, it just didn't work. You look at Richie Kotite; he was on the field in practices on the other field, holding a cell phone, talking on the smoking a cigar in the middle of practice. It's like, it, you know, it's like, whoa, that's, that That ain't it. You're, you're not going to win games doing that. So there was no real respect for Richie type. He lost the team before you blink an eye. He, you know, so at the end of the day, one of the things that you got to do is you got to dig within. The, the Jets season is over. The Miami Dolphins today won a football game, and you thought, okay, well, Miami will tank because they, they might be trying to get the number one pick. They're not going to play hard. They wasn't even really playing hard, and they still won. So what does that tell you about the Jets? You you, you, you feel me? It's like, why would the Dolphins go to length that they went throughout the season and then all of a sudden decide to win a game? When clearly, if they lose, they're in the first position to get the number one overall pick. Now they can choose what they want. Now they're in a scrappy position. They might go one. They might go two. They might go three based on where everybody else is playing. You know, so it's like they they tried. (laughs) I looked at it. I was like, well, maybe Miami is just so bad they tried to lose but couldn't lose because the Jets was worse than them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hard to lose it's to a not, team that's trying to and lose.
2: <laughs> and here's what I would say it's not Sam Darnold. I mean, he had a bad game. He's had a couple stinkers here recently. Offensive line's terrible. They have no real threat at receiver. They have no real threat at receiver. The running back, obviously, is Le'Veon Bell, but they can't open up the holes for Le'Veon to do what he needs to do because he's still got it. At the same time, It doesn't show on the scoreboard because everything else is pathetic. You talk about the safety. Adams is legit. He won the top two, three safeties in the league. But when you go on the edge at the cornerback spot, I'm 47 years old. I can get open on them dudes right now. So you start looking at it and you start saying to yourself, okay, McCagnan has set them back. Joe Douglas is going to try to fix it. but." If he tries to fix it, how long will they allow him to fix it? Is it when now, when later? The Buffalo Bills turn their team around because they they've given Brandon Bean the opportunity to fix it. So Joe Douglas might get that opportunity. They got some, you know, they got some cap, some some draft capital, and they got some guys, and they, you know, but what I would say to them is, at the end of the day. I'm not sure Adam Gates is the guy to lead him forward. And he's a nice guy. I met him this summer for the first time ever. But I'm like, what has he really honestly done in this league to warrant two-head coaching jobs? What has he really done? Yeah.
0: No, it's it's a good question. I think it's a question Jets fans are asking themselves right now. Uh, It's funny. You mentioned Jamal Adams, and he was a big story this week in new york cuz the jets talked about trading him he got upset that he was traded you were part of one of the most famous trades in jets history when the jets traded you to tampa for two first round draft choices um you know could you relate to what adams was going through this week the emotions that he was feeling and being you know wait a second you guys want to trade me like I- i'm too good of a player to get
2: traded well what i would say to jamal is it's a business and the opportunity for you to be traded means you have value. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It don't take it personal. You didn't get traded at the end of the day. Don't take it personal. When Bill Parcells called me and said, Hey, we're going to trade you to Baltimore. I was like, I don't want to go to Baltimore. He said, we're going to trade you to Green Bay. I said, I'm not going to Green Bay. I don't. I will sit on my couch. I'll be 600 pounds, and I'll come in and get my credit this season, and that's it. Because I'm not going to. I don't want to. I don't want to go to Green Bay. I understand it's a business, and I get it. Then he called. He said, "Hey, what about Tampa?" I said, "Let's let's figure it out. Let's try to get it done." And you know. And so, at the end of the day, you need to understand it's a business. It's not personal. You know it's a lot of people that get traded. And it's a lot of people that inquire about guys. And you got to just be kind of like, you know, chill and be like, whatever. Don't take it personal. Man, New York, I did not want to leave New York. I still, my wife is from there. I still love New York to the day. To the day, I don't care. But at the end of the day, what you got to understand is this is business. And no matter what, they're going to do the best that they can for the organization, period. That's what it is. If somebody would have called about Sam Darnold and offered them four number one picks, Sam Darnold would be on another team. If the Cincinnati Bengals said, hey, I'm going to give you our next four number one picks, you give us Sam, they would have traded Sam yesterday. Quentin Williams, same thing. It, it doesn't – you can't take it personal because it's not a personal attack on your skill set. He's still one of the top safeties in the league, period. And when his time comes, as long as he stays healthy, he'll be the highest-paid safety in the league. That's just how it works. He's young. He's young. And maybe his agent's not really explaining to him how the business part of it goes. I don't fault him for not – I don't fault him for being, like, you know, a little disappointed. But I just want him to understand, man. This is a bit the NFL, dog. The NFL teams will sell their mama if they can. They'll <laughs> trade their mother if they can to win games.
0: I'm curious, Keyshawn. We talked about '96, and then obviously Parcells comes in a year later. You guys go nine and seven. Then the year after that, you put it all together with Vinny. Go to the championship game. Do you, Jets fans right now, I think, are looking at this after you know they're one and seven, losing to the Dolphins, and saying. Is this team ever going to win? Do, do you think if they if they do the right things in the next couple of off seasons, they can turn this around quickly like you guys did 20 years ago?
2: Well, one thing, we had a Hall of Fame coach. They don't have a Hall of Fame coach right now. We had a Hall of Fame coach that, with a coaching staff that all stuck together. Bill Parcells' coaching staff coached with the Giants all together, won championships with the Giants, he, and then went to New England and went to the Super Bowl, and he brought them all up. So we had some some stability as far as a coaching staff that knew how to coach. And what happens in the situation is when you don't have that stability, and you don't have a Bill Parcells type, Sean Payton type, you know, it, you get lost. And I think the the Jets when they made the decision. I don't, I don't even know why how they made the decision to hire Adam Gates. Adam Gates is a cool dude. He's cool. But come on, man. I could have picked 25 coaches that was qualified over Adam Gates to be the head next head coach of the New York Jets. And when you don't have that type of leadership, you get what you're getting. I mean, I would have hired, I, I think Mike McCartney, um, what, did interview. he interview or something? Yeah.
0: He interviewed, yep.
2: So you're going to pick Adam Gates over over him? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it really, unless he got some skeletons in his closet nobody knows about, why would you do that? Because clearly, to me, he's a better coach just watching it from afar, even though he struggled the last couple years with Aaron Rodgers. He's still a better coach. I just, I'll never get it. I just, sometimes you just scratch your head at some of the decisions that some of the decision makers make. You scratch your head and you say, well, why wouldn't you hire that guy? You know, it's just mind boggling, but they've got to live with it. And I think sometimes guys that are general managers or presidents of teams, they don't necessarily listen to certain guys that they should be listening to. If Woody Johnson was to call me, which I know he's not running the team right now and have a sit down conversation with me, I'd get him right. His brother, what is it? Christian, Christopher, Christopher, if Christopher, if Christopher, I'm call him McCaffrey. If Christopher Johnson wanted to have a conversation with me, we could have a real conversation about let's, turn the Jets around.
0: All right. Well, there it is, Christopher. We, we can, I Keishaw the call. I can,
2: I, can, I can help him do the right thing, him and Joe Douglas. But what happens is, it's the NFL is not like the NBA. It's a good old boys network. It's like, oh, the management council says you should hire this guy because he – no, man, you got to get away from that. Look what John Lynch has done with the San Francisco 49ers. No experience in the front office at all. Zero. He left television to go to TV. I mean, television to go to coaching and being a general manager. Look what he – there ain't no right now. They're rolling. Right? But But because the good old boy network said John Lynch is a smart, bright guy, you should hire him, guess what the 49ers did? They said, okay. He ain't no brighter than nobody else but they allowed him to do it. But guys like me, we don't get that opportunity. How about giving me the opportunity to call me Mr. Johnson? Let's let's talk. Let let's just talk. We don't we we just need we just need to talk. We don't need, I don't even want the job. I'm enjoying ESPN. But let's talk. <laughs> and I promise you, I can tell you some stuff that'll get y'all to the playoffs in the next couple of years. Because you just got to know what you're looking at. Got to know what you're looking at. Joe Douglas, I think Joe Douglas will probably put him in the right situation. I think he will. I like Joe. I like him. He's inviting. He was, you know, had some charisma to him. He played the game. I kind of like him. I kind of like him. I think think he wants to hire his own coach. it could be interesting to see. If, if they if they bring back Adam Gates, it'll be interesting to see. If they just decide to cut bait or bring him back, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Keyshawn, you've been very gracious with your time. I really appreciate it. I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, you, you guys can listen to Keyshawn uh, on ESPN 710 Los Angeles from 6 to 10 a.m. Follow him on Twitter, at Keyshawn and Christopher Johnson, I'll pass along Keyshawn's number to you. You can give him a call, and he'll help you fix this thing. Keyshawn, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much.
2: All we want to do is we just want to talk. Nothing major, just talk. Right.
0: Perfect. All right, man. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Bet, bet, bet.
0: And that does it for this episode of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets football podcast with the New York Post. Thanks to our producer, Jake Brown, for making it all happen. Come at us for the best Jets content every Monday and Thursday throughout the Jets season. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more Jets news by signing up for our daily New York Post sports newsletter and by visiting nypost.com. We'll be back on Thursday as we preview their matchup with the Giants. We'll see you then.